Summertime, New York. Summertime, episode nine. Don't feel fine. I want a glass of wine. <laughs> nah. <laughs> well, I don't drink wine, y'all. It is episode nine. So what's up, y'all? I mean, we are well into our summer season. Yeah, what is just July? halfway <laughs> is it halfway? july half okay it's been like a month into summer officially yes um but it feels like we're like almost at the end but we thought we would give you a little like summer e inspired episode yeah. i feel like you yeah feel like it's summery inspired yeah it's a lot of things that happens in the city in the summer that's popping man. yeah speaking of that i think we should run down our weekend because there was a lot that happened and um, if you live in New York, you probably didn't even know what to do this weekend because there was like a trillion events going on at the same time. Right. What? What did? What, take me through the, the majors. Just I want to understand what the major events was. The just. major events this past weekend, the mm-hmm. weekend of July eighth, ninth, whatever. Um, definitely grits and biscuits. Wow. Definitely the do-over. And then I heard about some HBO party that I realized I had gotten invited to well after the fact. Um, and 2 Chains was performing. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't get the invite to the oh. 2 Chains HBO party. It was on party. Sunday. Yeah. I would have made it anyway because I was at the do-over. But anyways, I think we should talk about our, our two separate grits experiences. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Law, Law and I... We're we're grits and biscuits veterans. And for those of you who don't know what grits and biscuits is, it's a party. It's not a southern dish, okay? <laughs> I mean, it is. But yeah. my, my my dad to this day still asks, like, so you guys don't eat grits when you go there? I'm like, Dad, I don't even eat grits. Period. Like, well, you gotta speak for yourself because I eat grits. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm just not black. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. light-skinned. So, to be transparent, though, Grits and Biscuits is a party that was started in New York City almost seven years ago. And it was to bring that Southern atmosphere and Southern-style party to New York and to the major cities that they don't get to have every day. And essentially, it's blown up over time. So, the one that they host in the summer is the biggest one. And they normally do it outside of the normal parameters at Irving Plaza somewhere in brooklyn or somewhere where they have a lot of room outside Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so every summer they do their anniversary party in new york and it's like the biggest grits and they'll pick different venues to have it at right this time they decided to have it at coney island the boondocks of freaking you might as well have been in like massachusetts or something facts because, <laughs> because if you don't live in Brooklyn, Coney Island is literally another state. It feels like that. It, it felt like that on I my commute it, there and back. How long did it take you to get there? It took me like a good hour and a half. Like I could have easily been in Philly. <laughs> it took me an hour and 40. Okay, and maybe 40, maybe it probably, t- it probably took me the same amount of time too. But um, getting in wasn't a hassle. It was just getting there that I was just kind of like, all right, this is like... Like, my whole buzz was almost gone by the time I got inside the line. But um, they had it at Ford Amphitheater. And if anyone knows what an amphitheater is, it's a place where they have a stage and they have seats set up so you can sit down and watch a concert. So I don't know why they decided to have this huge-ass party at a place where you have unremovable seats. Just the dumbest 
it just didn't made, make any sense to me. Like, this is not a concert. This is an actual party. Right. And you guys have, like, hundreds of seats that can't be moved. And so now the space for dancing is, like, separated into sections. Right. Get in where you fit in. Right. It was weird to me. I, I feel like I wanted to call this Grits and Biscuit Tainted Grits and Burnt Biscuits. Damn. Cajun the, Biscuits. <laughs> grits and <laughs> Cajun Biscuits. It, it feels like somebody messed around and tried to put some milk in the, the, the grits and was like, oh, we're trying to be slick. And then you chewed into it. You're like, ooh, what? Is, I don't even know what you're what supposed to put doing? in grits because I don't eat grits. You don't put So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the venue choice messed up the grits. And the biscuits just, I, you can't get to the biscuits if the grits is messed up. So, yeah. Yeah, so what they did was they had all these huge sections where there were seats. And then in between those sections were these division areas where I guess you could stand and dance, but no one was really all in the same place. Let me define that a little better for y'all. They have a stage. They have a stage in which artists can actually perform, which three artists did perform, including Juvenile, uh, I believe Bun B, and there was one other person, Jeezy. And then outside of that, just in front of the stage, is the actual pit yeah so that pit is where people can actually dance and that pit is caged off because of of fire hazard laws and then outside of that pit there is a uh, there's kind of a gate uh and the only people that can get over that gate are the security people and then from their back is only seats what kind of experience is that for grits and biscuits because grits know. and biscuits is supposed to be a dance party Yo, i don't know what made them think that that was like the best venue I just don't like what did they actually go to Ford Amphitheater and be like, oh, yeah, people can stand in between these seats and dance. Like what made them think like, oh, this is going to be the best venue ever. I can't wait to put niggas in a hot place with no room and then put them in these seats so they can't dance with each other. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's just odd. So Perfect. one of my friends, she got there before I did, and she was in the pit area, like right in front of the stage where everyone wanted to be. And so we were trying to get into that area, but the bodyguard told us once we get into that area, if we left, we would have to go through the same hassle of getting in again. Mm-hmm. And because that was like the area that everyone wanted to be in, it was pretty much like once you left that area, you probably were not going to get back in. Mm-hmm. So if you had to go to the bathroom, if you wanted a drink, Anything, food, anything. Once you left that area, you pretty much were not going to be able to get back in. Mm -hmm. So me and my friends made the executive decision to go in the area because our friend was there. And getting in was such a hassle. First of all, Juvenile was playing at the time that I wanted to get into the area. He was on stage performing. And it, like, Juvenile is like, I literally got my life when I saw him. I don't know why I got so excited, but I have, like, this affinity for, like, Anybody from the Cash Money Millionaires, like, I just love them. So that was ruining my experience, the fact that I had to deal with this hassle of getting into this area just so I could see him better. Then... That's you seeing Juvenile perform, huh? (laughs) That's me not getting into this area, huh? That's me trying to get into this area, huh? That's me getting pushed by this guy in this white Kango, huh? That's exactly what happened. This dude, this tall dude with, like, literally, like, a white terry cloth bucket hat white terry tea. cloth terry cloth is what a towel's made out it. of i love it you know what terry cloth is i love the fact that you used the i mean it was like a, it was like a wannabe kangol from like 1994 Yo, it didn't even have the kangaroo on it so Stop. he had he had all white on right like he was going to the step in the name of love party or something <laughs> 
He was he had to be like six eight. He starts bum rushing people to get to the front of the line where me and my friend were standing. Naturally. And I was like a, I was like, wait a minute, wait, wait. Cause anyone who knows me knows that I don't fight. I don't do knuck if you bug. I don't do none of that stuff. But if you want me to get to a point where I'm ready to fight somebody, just push me out the way. That's all you got to do. Uh-oh. That gets me every time. Like, it gets my blood just like, ooh, I just want to, like, go bad girls club on somebody. I, like, I think the equivalency for me is if somebody mushes me or touches my mushes? face. Mushes? Oh, my if gosh. You mush that's or touch crazy. my face, I, I think I might have to just. Um, That's excessive. Yeah. I yeah, mean that's that's actually worse than just getting pushed out the way. But so this dude was bogarting in front of people, and I was like, "Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Did you not see me? Because I was standing here, and I said it just like that." So my friend who knows me, she's like, "Oh my gosh, Avia," and I was like, "No, no, no, we're fine, we're fine," because <laughs> I've actually been um, kicked out of the line before for um, oh, there it is <laughs> causing a ruckus. Um, not anything that I started, of course. Um, so the dude looks down at me. And he's like, he's like, I'm trying to get in because he tries to explain his situation because he's so important. Now, listen, if you're important, you ain't got to explain shit. You already be in the pit, right? Yeah. So he's trying to explain his situation. And then I was like, yeah, but the fact that you disregarded that there's actually bodies in front of you and you push them to the side so you can get to the front is not cool at all. And so he looked down at me and he was like, are you even supposed to be here? Ooh. I was Ooh. like. That, yo, you well, can't wait, let nobody and, read you like that. Oh, wait, I did not let anybody read me like that. That's. I was like, wait, bro, am I supposed to be here? Clearly, I'm supposed to be here because you had to push me out the way to get to where I am. Are you supposed to be here? I was like, you pushing 40 looking like Teddy Riley oh, trying wow. to get into the pit of oh, Grits and no. Biscuits. You all over the place, so Kango, everybody man. starts responding because my thing is we're already in the front and he had to cut everybody to get in front of me so once they heard me going off on him they're like they had my back pretty much so then this guy behind me is like no he looks like he looks like ghost from power he looks like ghost so i didn't hear the whole power thing right so i just heard someone say like oh he looks like ghost and i was like did they mean like ghost face killer like what because he was giving me like 1995 vibes right so He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm ghost. He said something like that, something slick. I was like, all right, if you ghost so much, why don't you ghost your way up into the pit instead of staying in line with us? So what happened? And so he um, he turned around because everybody starts like clowning him at that point. Because <laughs> he has a kango on. No, they started clowning him because I feel like I opened the floodgates to, and, and he wasn't going to do anything. And he was trying to like sun me. And make it seem like he was more important than me because now all of a sudden he was standing in front of me and he was Teddy Riley's doppelganger. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, so we all got in. Essentially, we all got in. That's the moral of the story is kids just don't push people. Just wait your turn and get in line. But once we're in, I just felt like, all right, now I can't even explore to see who else is at this party because I can only deal with the people that are in this pit area because we're not going to be leaving this area because we want to watch the performances and be in the front. So it felt very exclusive. And and I, f- I felt like I had like the, the, the pseudo VIP treatment, I guess. But then I felt like, man, I can't even party with everybody because most people are not in this section. So that was my only negative of the night. Um, you're giving me all kinds of faces right now. I wish y'all could see this. 
what went on with your experience? Because, guys, I thought Law was going to be there, and he said he was there, and I did not see him not all night. Okay. So, so what happened with you? Here's my situation. Uh, my friend ended up showing up before I did. Mm-hmm. So my other friends show up after that. I want to say 40 minutes after I did. So I show up around, I want to say, 5.30. Like 5.45, maybe 6. That's crazy because I showed up around the same time. Maybe 6. And so I I go to try to... uh, I try to get something to drink really quick. And I'm like, okay, I'll just go into this pit area from the wrong side. So then they're like, nah, you can't come in. I go to try to get in the pit area on the other side. Mind you, that's going all the way around is like a five-minute situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get all the way over there. They're holding a line, and they're like, no, nobody else is coming in. So I'm like, okay, clearly I just can't get in right now. And then finally, a fight breaks out, thankfully. And then when the fight mm-hmm. breaks out, I'm like, oh, this is going to be my chance. I forgot about the fight. So I'm going to jump over these rails like these other dudes are doing. Oh, you are jumping over the rails. Activity. All I, these dudes are jumping over wait, the rails. Wait, wait, wait. I would not even expect so that from you. I was going to go jump over the rails with the rest of these dudes. And the guy comes over to me. Doesn't say anything to any of these big dudes. He comes over to me and is just like, nah, brother, I'm going to have to throw you out. Mm-mm. And I'm like. Wait, what? I'm like. House way. Wait, were you already jumping over mm-hmm. when he said that? Yeah. So he's like, you gotta, you gotta have to get behind, or I'm gonna throw you out right now. Oh. So I'm like, how? Like, you are you gonna throw the rest of them out? He's like, oh, we gonna handle that. So I'm like, no, yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I go back, and then he goes rummaging for those other dudes with three other guards, which whatever. And I know they was gonna get caught because they taller than me by like a mile. They like six four. Mm. So I'm like, I feel like I could have snuck because I'm shorter. Right. All right. I I go out. So now I'm not in the pit because I was just trying to get into the pit because that's where my friend is at. Mm-hmm. So then my other two people, well, other three people, sorry, show up from my crew. And when they do, one of them is their birthday. So I'm like, I'm trying to make sure that we all get together in the pit. So I'm like, okay, I'm standing in line in the actual official line now where I'm supposed to be at. And they're like, oh, we're just going to let people in as other people leave. I'm like, all right, perfect. That means we'll be in no time. Nobody's leaving that area, though. Wrong. All these people end up leaving. It'd be 20 people. Oh, really? It'd be five people, six people. Oh, okay. They're not letting us in. And then here's where my story goes way left. And this is the part that actually gets me really mad. So we're in line at this point for all of 40, 40 minutes. Damn. Which is great because it's hot. It's steaming and everybody, there's a lot of nigga heat. So, okay. (laughs) Uh, Somebody decides that their friend is going to cut the rest of the line. And this big dude. Did he have a white kango? No, no white kango. No white kango. A fake, fake kango. So this big dude hops over and I'm like, you know, whatever. That's his friend. But security ain't really trying to have it. Like, nah, you can't be cutting. And then the security just kind of gets over it and just like, whatever. That's one person. 20 minutes later. Mind you not, we've been in this line for an hour. That big guy that just like cut the line, his sister comes. Now, this is a big Amazon motherfucker. She is an Amazonian chick. He decides he's going to lift her over the rail. Wait. Oh, my gosh. And pull her. In front of. Us. 
In front of the people that in are front of the line? me. Nope. In front of me, oh, my friends. Oh my gosh. Okay. Here's why that story gets all convoluted. He brings her down, and her big two by four leg basically <laughs> goes into my friend into her chest. So she's mad. And he turns to her, the the brother, the big guy who's pulling her down and says to my friend, oh, no disrespect. My friend turns to him and said, mad disrespect. <laughs> it's mad fucking disrespect. That's exactly what the fuck it is. And I was like, oh, ooh, this ain't about to go well. So I'm trying to calm her down. And then all of a sudden, the sister turns and is just like, I mean, whatever. Which that's not what you say in that moment. That's never what you say when you did some. What's the point of even saying that? She didn't even say nothing. <laughs> like she literally said the tail end of a sentence that she never even verbalized. I mean, whatever. So I get my friend to calm down. I get my friend to calm down. I'm feeling like, all right, whatever. We'll get past this. Twenty minutes later. Now, still in line. Yeah, we're still in line. Oh my now gosh. we're at an hour and twenty minutes. Jeezy had already performed and got off the stage at this point, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Bun B had performed at this point. What? Okay. Her friends come over. That girl, the Amazon that I just told you about. Yeah. Her three friends, two girls, one tall guy, decide that they cut in the full line. And mind you, now the line is long as shit. I look back, and then this is when I become ignorant. I'm not normally ignorant. I can control myself. I turn. I was like, nah, 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 nah. Fuck that. Ain't nobody coming through. That's exactly what the fuck I said. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because none of y'all motherfuckers is coming through. Because I'm mad. Right. So this tall guy, he's talking to my friend, who's a shorter girl. And he's like, no, I mean, move out of the way. Like, I mean, he says it nicer than that, though. He says, no, come on. We're trying to get through. Excuse us. No, you know, what? We're just trying to get come through. Come on. We're trying to and, get through and cut you. And, and my There's friend. There's no nice t- way to say that. My friend turns to him and says, no, I'm not moving. And her boyfriend's next to her. And so he's like, man, get your girl. Make your girl, what? man. And, of course, my friend turns to him and is just like, uh... I was talking to you. He wasn't talking to you. That's what she says to the tall guy. I was talking to you. He wasn't. So you could talk to me. You can address me. Right. And then he turns to to her boyfriend again. Just like, man, get your girl. And he's like, I'm not moving either. So at this point, I get louder. I'm like, nah, I ain't moving. We ain't moving as a group. This is not happening. This is not happening for y'all. So finally, he's like, this is what's wrong with black people. That's what the tall guy says. And I'm like, okay, because he's black. Wait, what's wrong with black people? Because he's black, too. We won't let other black people cut us? (laughs) I'm so confused. What's wrong with us is that we actually stand our ground against other people who try to get over on us? He lucky we went in Florida. That's the only thing right about us, actually. (laughs) He lucky we don't live in in Florida. He lucky he don't live in a lot of places. He lucky he in Coney Island right now. Oh, man. His neighborhood. He can probably walk home from there. So he takes it upon himself to walk up on top of like the where all the seats are. Because, mind you, we're right next to the seating area, mm-hmm. but we're in a line. So, he walks on the seating area. He's like, he goes to talk to his friend. He's like, no, nah, they bullshit. They don't know me like that. They don't know. I'll pull up. I'm like, you ain't going to do shit. 
Because in my mind, I'm ready. Like, and I'm, I shouldn't be that person. But I'm like, no, you shouldn't. I'm already mad. So, like, don't push this button. I will pull you down, bro. You were looking like Quavo at the BET Awards. I was, I was Quavo. And he was Joe Button. Right. <laughs> and so, okay, that that thing gets de-escalated because he leaves with those two girls because we weren't gonna move. And then that's when the further blow up happens. Ten minutes later, one of the security guards comes to us and says, "Oh, we're not letting anybody else into the pit area." What? My what? My, I, I'm telling you right now, I was like, that is it. That is. What time was it by this point? I want to say 8.40. And the party was over at 10. Man. So you guys spent your whole time man. at the party standing in line to get into an area they I'm weren't going to let you in. I'm telling you right now. I was like, in that moment, I was like, it's over for Grits. Grits is a wash for me wow. forever. Wow. Because the last Grits I went to before this was at Irvin Plaza and I didn't have fun. And then this Grits. I've been to so many Grits and Biscuits and then this just ruined it. And when I say ruined, I mean ruined. Ruined. So here's the second part of this story. While I'm in there, I see three people that I used to talk to from like years ago. Just years ago. That That's not shocking. Here's why that's bad. That happens to me every grits. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> it's not a problem for me. I, that keep it moving. I act like I don't even know you. If we talked in the past and for whatever reason, we're not, we haven't been communicating. Don't come up to me and act like. I'm supposed to know who you are and what you look like now. Do they look so different that you didn't yes. recognize them? What they gained yes. weight, lost weight? All kinds of stuff. I don't know I don't know you anymore. And you could be wearing this wig and I don't even know what your hair looks like no more. I don't know your life. So, with that being said, don't come up and tap me. Don't come up and act like I'm supposed to know who you are. And if you listening, fuck you. There's that. <laughs> got some hostility over here i'm just throwing that out there yeah so so grits was not the move for you never um i will say something about grits and when it comes to running into blast from the past though (laughs) you you, i run to blast from the past at grits because a lot of them i met at grits and the thing about grits and biscuits is you have a lot of return clientele so the people who go to Grits one time, they will most likely be at the next party. So if you met somebody at Grits, you're going to see them the next time you go to Grits. And the next time and the next time. That's just a given at that point. You know what I'm saying? So that's not too odd for me. I mean, that that I mean that happens to every party. Well, that's cool. I'm, I'm all for seeing people and being cordial. But don't try to pull up and be like, oh, you want to act like you don't know nobody? Nigga, I don't know you. Oh, well, you were already mad, though. You right. You already mad. You probably actually calling them nigga to their face, right? <laughs> nigga, I don't know you. And they're like, oh, maybe yeah. I don't know you either because you never talk to me like that. She's right. <laughs> you were already mad. She's right. <laughs> you were already mad. If you that's weren't true. as mad, you probably would have looked at them a little bit more and been like, oh, that's so-and-so. But you were probably walking around just steaming. <laughs> I was mad. Well... I'm sorry to hear about that experience. I honestly, y'all, when I tell you, I'm like, yo, Law told me he was going to be a Grits. I did not see him not one time. Now, you know I didn't like my experience if it didn't go on my Instagram story. Uh, okay. And it didn't make my Instagram story. So, you know I ain't yeah. like it. 
Yeah, I didn't see Nana nothing on your Instagram story. Not a thing. <laughs> Not a thing. But I will say that at least you can make up for last weekend with this weekend coming up. Ooh, what's happening this weekend? You know what's going on this weekend. What's happening this, this weekend? This is like Law's favorite party yes, of the summer. Is. Yes, it is. It's called Curl Fest. Yes, it is. For all you natural girls out there and natural guys, which is like 100% of y'all. <laughs> I am such a natural guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty easy. Um, so Curl Fest is this party that happens every summer in Brooklyn in Prospect Park. And it was created by the Curly Girl Collective, which is like this group of girls who just basically want to celebrate natural hair and all its glory and they have vendors and they have food and they have music and the crazy thing about it is i've never gone i have never gone and what was funny is when i told law that he was just like oh i went and i'm like they got guys there like guys actually come out to this thing because do they i didn't know Playoffs. no i didn't know i thought it was really just like a, a celebration of curly haired women just bonding and so let you know. me let me explain how I actually told Avi about this. I love this. I love the Curl Fest for multiple reasons. Mm, the first, tell them why. The, tell <laughs> the first reason, of course, is there is so many beautiful people in one place, and and I mean across the board, there are beautiful people everywhere. And I am a fan of women who showcase their natural hair. Always going to be a fan of that. I think that's beautiful. Um, on top of that, it is it feels like a big family picnic in the backyard where everybody dresses up though with like their kind of flowy dresses and they got their hair popping and all you smell is coconut oil uh, and I'm just I'm a fan of all of that. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I will admit this as a as a, a guy who happens to have natural hair happens to uh it just it just so happens I, to work out I'm in all, your favor i'm all about free products for my hair so anytime y'all trying to hook somebody up so with they free, got free products, products i'm all about that yeah you got a rsvp to get them products oh so i did clear. oh you in there yeah yeah so okay so it was just a haze doing that because they had to open up two different rsvp things and then delete one or something like that but delete I think that's the reason why I never went before because I was never able to RSVP because as soon as it would go live, it would be like, oh, it's a capacity. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, I can't go. And I just never went. And now just, I'm like... It's outside, so you don't even need... I know, the RSVP I know. And I just feel so you, late on the game, but like... Make sure... Make sure you bring your blanket in case you want to bring some Oh, food. I got my flowy outfit ready. I just want to so, know what color, what color you wearing. What color what? What color is your flowy outfit? It's navy. I can see it. All right. Why? All right. All right. <laughs> Why? I mean, everybody's got on color out there, so I just wanted to make sure you weren't going to pull up in black because I was going to be mad oh, at you. Oh, yeah. That would be my second option, actually. Um, no. Really? <laughs> I love black. I mean, oh, black, black is always y'all, the if y'all, if y'all see her out there in black, just... No, ever since I, di- ever since I dyed my hair, I've been wearing more colors, so, you know, uh, I've been uh, trying to expand my horizons. So Please don't wear black. Uh, I won't. I'm not gonna wear black. <laughs> my my blackness will be in my skin and barely there. My skin barely there. Because <laughs> I'm on the off beige variety. But um And her skin is yellow. Yeah, so I mean I'm actually excited for that. Um 
Curl uh, Fest actually sounds like the perfect place for you to get your roster up. Oh, because you know, falls around the corner, wow. and I feel here, here like she goes. I feel here like she goes. I feel like you know. Oh um, boy. I feel like you know when it comes to cuffing season and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and draft day, and you know whatever I don't know whatever dates they got for cuffing season, I never even follow because I just don't do it. I feel like you have to start in the summertime. You have to start your cuffing season scouting in the summertime. You don't start in the fall. You're late by then. Y'all, y'all got to notice this. She is the guy in our relationship when it comes to stuff like this. What? I love hearing her go into this. This is my favorite Avia treatment. Get, keep going. Keep going. Well, no, but this is what I realized being single. First of all, I didn't even know what cuffing season was. But for anyone who doesn't know what cuffing season is, it's basically the season between the beginning of fall up until February, March, beginning of spring-ish, where you're basically creating a team of people for yourself, narrowing it down to like a couple MVPs that you rock with. Usually one ends up being the person that you rock with for the season. And it's the person that you spend all those cold weather months with from like February to, to March, April, you know? And so by the time March, April hits, that's usually the time where you're supposed to decide if you're going to keep that person around or let them go and start all over again for the summer season, frolicking and enjoying your life and uh, getting new friends. I just want to go on the record and say this. For me, cuffing season doesn't even exist anymore. I have relationship season all year round. What? I'm like, where? where is the relationship? Nope, nope, not a relationship. Oh, nope, nope, not a relationship. You hear that, girls? He, he looking for you. Yeah. He looking for you. <laughs> it's true. So, um, I think, I thought you were going to say you don't have cuffing season because of global warming. Because ah. <laughs> it'd be like snowing in March. <laughs> when you're supposed to be letting the person go. You're like, wait, wait, wait. I got to keep you around for two more weeks because it's still going to be 35 degrees. <laughs> It'll be like 80 no, degrees I, in December. The only, the only, And I'm not trying to dismantle cuffing season because I do know a lot of people actually do live by that like not jokingly like you're 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 stating all this stuff but people like take this stuff real serious yeah i mean there's a whole calendar for it but here's my here's my take on that though cuffing season doesn't matter if you actually find somebody like it does like all this shit gets just dismantled real quick if you find somebody you mean if you find somebody at the end of the season no if you find anybody that you're genuinely interested in yeah like you're like, nah, this is it. F the cuff, you are the one. Like, people will just flip their whole shit. I've seen that actually happen. You, That's the way it should happen. I, it should never be no, I'm going to yeah. rent you out for six months, and then you know what it is, and I know what it Ooh, is. And then, you do, you and then that might have to be a podcast episode. What? Literally renting somebody out. We might have to do That's that. That's what cuffing season is. It's like this agreement that you have with someone else where you're renting them out for two seasons, fall and winter, and then you're gonna return them to the bin of single people when the summertime hits. And you're just like, all right, we out here, next. But how do you know? It's so like disposable. Wait a second, sometimes you might not know that you just doing it for cuffing season purposes. You could assume that it's becoming something. So then what about it in that? What I about mean, in that? Honestly, I've never had a successful cuffing season, so I don't even know how it feels to even be part of that. I just I don't I don't 
I don't carry myself in a way where I need to be with someone in the cold winter months. Like I'm cool. Yeah. For me, it's like if you're annoying, then I'd rather just be alone than have to deal with you. (laughs) So, so I bring that. I bring all that up to say, like, the whole point of cuffing season is is to essentially find the one, but the process that you go into before you find that one, it's kind of like you have to have like a starting five lineup. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I had this convers- okay. I had this conversation with one of my friends the other day and we were just talking about how like when you're single it's like there's certain things that you're looking for in a person that you would be in a relationship with, right? But a lot of times you'll go on a date with someone or another date with another person and then you realize that each person that you've gone on these dates with they all have good qualities, but they don't have everything that you're looking for. So oftentimes you have to like date one or two, two or three people just to combine them all together to create that one perfect person. Damn. You know, so you may have like two or three people in rotation until you can find like that one. But I feel like when it comes to the starting lineup, there are particular positions that people play. And so when you are rotating these two or three people, it may be up to five people, depending on what you're looking for and who can provide Damn. what and who so falls short. She already messed around and expanded it from one to two to five. The, the, the point is you start off with multiple and you want to end up with one. Okay. Right. So when it comes to the starting lineup. Mm hmm. I'm going to list the five positions. So these are the five different types of people that you probably have on your roster when you're trying to narrow uh, narrow things down. The first person, well, actually, you know what? I'll just list all of them. Go for Um, it. There's the board bay. There's the main joint. There's the cup buddy. There's the date bay. And then there's the intellect bay. And then there's the six man, and I'll explain what the, what the six man is later. So, so take take me through these. Walk okay. me through the first one and what All you right. mean. I can't. I told y'all she she the, she the guy in our relationship. Oh, I mean, feel me. In, I feel, feel me like in. I feel like you probably had a couple of these in rotation. I, um, I don't. I don't. I don't have a, a real rotation, so that's why I can't wait. Currently, um, it's true. It's true. <laughs> All right. So board bay, board bay is clearly what it says. It's that person that you hit up when you don't really have anything to do. You don't really want to go out like that. You don't really want to like do anything really crazy. You don't want to hit up a club. You don't want to get to know someone new. It's someone that you actually already know. And maybe you just want to Netflix and chill and kiki and kick back and then order in. So you, you, know? only, you only hit this person up when you're bored and you have to have a certain level of familiarity to actually talk to them. I think the familiarity, and I hate that word because I can't say it, okay. is the thing that makes the board bay a comfortable choice for you. That's why when you don't feel like putting the effort in, that's the person that you call. It's like, oh, wow. I don't have to do anything because I know wow. them and we're cool and he's not expecting anything. She's not expecting anything. You know, we're just going to okay. hang out. It's kind of wow. like a time filler. <laughs> you know? I mean, all these I people hope are I never fillers. fall into that category for anybody. I mean, I feel like Damn. everyone has been a board bay for someone in their Oof. in their lifetime, and they did not know it. I'm do, sure. Do you feel like you were ever a board bay? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Damn. I was. I'm sure I was. 
I don't, I'm not immune to being any sort of bay for anyone. I can't be the one to determine that. That's up to them. I don't know what Facts. they have in their rotation. That's a fact. You know, so I will never be the boring bay or the person that you call when you're bored. But in my mind, I'm creme de la creme, of course, you know. But what you have going on Natural. in your rotation, I don't know what that is. So I can fall into any one of these categories, you know. Um, the second person, actually, uh, yeah, the second person is, I'll say, the cup buddy joint. Cup buddy, if you don't know what cup buddy means, oh, or cutting. Cut it, cut it, <laughs> cut it. It's your, your friends with benefits. It's your fuck buddy. It's the person that you have, like, this great physicality with and maybe they get you like no one else does uh i feel like having a having a, a cut buddy according to a, a close female friend of mine mm-hmm. she says her having a cut buddy has distracted her away from having a serious relationship which shocked me she was like because she has that she feels like she doesn't put as much emphasis on being intimate with other guys. That's the oh. weirdest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. How is it weird? How is that not weird? Because the goal is to actually find someone to to replace that. Yeah. How, what? Yeah, but you know what it is, though? That it's, makes no sense. I mean, I can see what you're saying, but I also see what she's saying. Because it's like, she has this comfortable cup buddy that she's had in rotation. Yeah, but that's not your man. So. Not her man. Right. But... They've built a certain physical rapport with each other. So they have a comfortability factor. They have a familiarity. Okay. And so now when she's going on dates with these new guys, she's probably feeling like, I can hold off on even being physical with you because I'm getting that taken care of somewhere else. And I think that... I think that... in in Wait, you're shaking your head. But I think that... In this case, this usually happens the other way around. Where I feel like girls will meet a guy and they'll go out with them. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, he's such a gentleman. He hasn't even tried to have sex with me. He hasn't even tried to get physical. He hasn't tried to push the limits or anything with me. And it's because he has a cut buddy. So he can hold off on doing that with you because he has someone he can do that with. Now, if he didn't have that person... Trust and believe the way that he would treat you would be a lot differently. You don't see that? Okay. You that is that is that could be a very valid point. But I feel like if ultimately your goal is to find a partner that you want to spend the rest of your life with mm-hmm. and or just a significant other in right. general. The emphasis on sex in that situation is just silly. You already know the sex is there. So who cares? Like how are you that invested into that sexual relationship and you're not investing enough either emotionally, physically, or whatever into that other thing so that it becomes more? Because that's all I feel like you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where it doesn't make sense to me. Like, your priority shift has to happen. Like, you can't just be like, oh, well, this sex is good. That's like just ha- eating all this candy and never going to the entree. Oh, let me just continue to eat this candy. Great. You've eaten seven packs of nerds. Like... <laughs> Awesome, but you could have just been eating steak. So mm. I think that I, well, if you're saying that she's not investing her emotion into other people, then that's different than just no. Not I, being I'm saying all of it. I'm oh, saying okay. all of it. That's I thought it was just point. like every time she meets a new guy, she's not physical with them she's because not. she has. Well, 
you know, I will say this though. I will say this. One of the one of the pros of having a cup buddy is that I feel like it prevents you from making uh, dumb decisions when it comes to being physical with someone too soon or quicker than you want it to be, or so or, or, or letting it? the physicality run the relationship. Because I know there's been a lot of situations, and I've heard this from friends, and I've probably been in this situation myself actually, where once you become physical with somebody, it's kind of like you don't become unphysical with them. At that point, sex is kind of... No backsies? There is no backsies. Once you have sex with somebody, there's no way you can be like, come over, and they're not going to be thinking that it's going to go down. You know? And so it's it's kind of like you've taken a, a different step in whatever is to come of this relationship or situation, and it can kind of blur things a little bit and make things a little bit more complicated. And especially when... Some people can't have sex without having their feelings tied to the person or their feelings growing from the act of having sex with this person. That could affect a lot of things in the beginning when you're first getting to know somebody. Right. That's so true. I can, you know, I can say that the, 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 the pro, I guess, is that at least you don't make, you don't feel inclined to make those decisions right off the bat or in a way where you normally would because you have this person who fulfills that part of you so you feel like you can kind of hold off on that and get to know the person and then eventually hopefully break away from that cup buddy but i like you said i think that in her case i think she's liking her cup buddy more than she's admitting to so and that's probably what's preventing her from giving her all in other situations No, she's just off some i'm not going to be intimate with anybody unless i'm in a relationship which okay great but then you're you are intimate with somebody. You're intimate okay. with the cut buddy, and it's pretty goddamn consistent to the point where shouldn't you be spending that time being consistently sexually active with somebody that person that you're spending really all your true time with? Whatever. I, I, That's a whole. I mean, thing. I would think so because you know, based and, off and of if our you last hear this, episode, and if you hear this, I'm sorry. He. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. My thing is, we've mentioned this in our last episode. I think it was episode five. You cannot, you cannot control sexual chemistry. So, girlfriend, if you want to find out if the guy that you're dating seriously is gonna be there for you in the long run, and <laughs> and, and and he's and he's gonna fulfill you in the same way your cup buddy can, you're gonna have to find out at some point. At some point, right? Hopefully. I mean, I would want to. Like, why would you not want to? Um, You're dating life too dry. You need to cut. <laughs> I know. It sounds like she has a lot going on, actually. Uh, so, the third bay is date bay. And what exactly? Date bay and, uh, you know, not so good term is kind of like an escort bay. Whoa. And not not like not like anyone's getting money in exchange for someone's presence. That's what an escort is. I know. I'm saying it's like that in the way that... You are using this person when you go out. So say you go to a wedding or say you go to a party. You want someone to be there or say you like spending time with this person. So you guys like doing certain activities. Is that a trophy? It could be like a trophy bay. It could be like that. Wow. And and this is the thing. It's like, you know, maybe the board bay could never be the trophy bay because aesthetically they're not someone you want to show off or you want to be seen with. Damn. So so I, I, so I, if you always Netflix and chilling with somebody, y'all trust and believe you someone's bored, bae. Oh, 
all the time? Y'all never go out? Board Bay. That is awful. That is awful, but we've all been someone's Board Bay. We ha- we have. Can I just be somebody's Sword Bay? I just. Who? I said, no. Who? You <laughs> said done. Sword Bay? No, Sword Bay. Oh, okay. Sword- anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Corny ass joke. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Um, so yeah, so date bay is like the person that, you know, like when you're going out with your friends and stuff like that, you may hit them out and be like, oh, where you at? And you may link up with link up with them. And I feel like that's the type of bay that you just you don't mind being seen with. So say you and that person are out and about and you run into someone from the past, last from the past, an ex. You feel confident within yourself because you're like, I'm next to Date Bay. He looks like Morris Chestnut. Or who do you like? Uh, I, I just want to say I would never be confident if my date looked like Morris Chestnut. Oh my gosh. I'm using that as a, as like a, a really extreme example. I, Clearly, like, I have a gr- never... If a girl pulled up with a goatee the whole day... No, I said, I said, who do you like? It's and I was going to say, that's what they look like. I don't... You like a... Uh, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know who your celebrity uh, crushes are. No, nah, honestly, I like I like all women. Oh, just everybody's Anyways. beautiful. Everybody's beautiful. I just want to fuck every girl in the world. I do not want to do that. Oh. That song is a full lie. <laughs> that song is a whole lie. I mean, I was I was extreme with my Morris Chestnut example because honestly, if Morris Chestnut was my date bae, he would just be my bae. Period. I would make him all the bae bays. A bae bae. <laughs> You <laughs> would be the A Bay Bay. Oh, uh, so the the fourth bay is the intellect bay. And this is your kind of bay. So uh what is what does intellect bay mean to you? Intellect bay is someone who you can have really deep conversations with. Someone who gets right. your intellect. Your 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 intellect meshes well with each other okay you don't have to explain things to them they get your comedy they get your personality they get you know whatever book you last read if you like talking politics they got that locked down like that's all me then that's the person who's like the talker you could just call them up on the phone i feel talk for hours and you feel fulfilled from that conversation I, i can somebody just give me an intellect bay that like just just sign me up wherever that is. That's it. Like just give me intellect bay and that'll turn into bay. We good. Really? We sound silly. That's it. That's all it takes. Done. She's done. Uh, okay. Anyway, but no. We'll, Have I'll you ever had in. an intellect bay? Once. And how did that work out? Um, she moved away, but oh. she was cool. She was smart. Really cool. That was a long. Whew, that was a long time ago. But yeah, she could hold a conversation about anything. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter whether it was politics. It didn't matter whether it was just general social issues or hip-hop, whatever. She could talk everything. She was like the renaissance woman of intellect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we never we never were physical or anything like that. It wasn't that. she moved that. away. Yeah. <laughs> well, yep, I would, I would expect that then. So, very good. Yeah. So, that was what? Number four? Mm-hmm. All right. So, number five is the main joint. I, I, see, that's the one where I'm like, mm, what? All right. So, this is, this is, I know. Okay. So, the main joint is pretty much 
best all around. If you were to give them like a yearbook title, they are best all around. They have like a little bit of all these bays put together, but there's something that is preventing you guys from being in a relationship. That means main bay is moderately skilled overall, but not super skilled in anything. Okay. Like not great at any one thing, well, but just no. has. I feel like there's range to main joint. Like I feel like main joint could be the perfect cup buddy and the perfect date bay. Um, but maybe they're not available when you're bored because they're always so busy with work. Fair point. Or maybe, uh, you know, I'm, I feel like it could be a variety of the bays, pretty much, all in one person. But there's something that is preventing you guys from taking taking it to the next level of actually having a relationship. Got it. Maybe they're not ready for a relationship. That could be a big factor. They have everything you want, but they're not ready for a relationship. Maybe they don't have enough time. Maybe who knows? Maybe they're burnt from their last situation. There yeah. could be a lot of reasons that's sure. that's preventing you and Main Bay from becoming just couple goals, as they say. Yeah, and see, I just don't feel like Main Bay matters. Like Main Bay should just be your girlfriend, or if you're girlfriend or boyfriend, like how they is Main should? Bay? But there's something that is preventing that from happening. There is something. Now, the the reason why Main Bay bat matters, I can't even talk. Main Bay matters. Make that a hashtag. Um, oh, no. <laughs> it's don't make that a hashtag. Oh, all no. bays matter. All bays matter. Of course. Um, of course. <laughs> I mean, if you need a team, then yeah, they do. But the reason why Main Bay, bay matters is because everyone has a Main Bay. When you have when you have a roster of people that you're dealing with, yeah. you always have that one person that you really really like more than these other people. And when you hang out with these other people because maybe Main Bay is not available, all you could think about is, "Man, I wish I was with Main Bay right now." Or, okay. "Man, I wish I could do this with Main Bay instead of uh Date Bay." Cuz what I was going to say is if you're not thinking that deeply about the person in the first place, then how do they ever become? No, you have to be. This is the person that you like the most. Okay. And so maybe Main Bay doesn't have to encompass everything. Maybe this is just the person that you like the most. And they could be lacking in, in other areas because we all like people that end up lacking in certain areas. But we like them so we disregard it, you know? Right. Um, but it's, it's the person that you wish would, if things could just get themselves together... And the stars just align. Y'all could be together, but for some reason, it's just not working out. And so that brings me to a sixth man. Give me to me. You Give gotta to have me. a sixth man. <laughs> What's your sixth man? Sixth man is a uh, your intellect bay. It's the LDR. It's that long distance relationship. Technically, ooh, I feel like if. But here's the thing. A long distance relationship, all you're getting out of that is, is intellect because you're talking well, on the phone. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So say so say oh, for long distance, we're not talking about an actual boyfriend girlfriend situation, but we're just talking about maybe you went to Vegas and you met this fine girl and she was just like she had everything going going on for her and you guys had a great time out at this pool party, exchanged numbers. But she lives in California and you live in New York. Now it's like, do we keep this 
going or do we just say F it and just cut our losses, you know? So you never know what can come from a long distance type right. of situation, but it's tricky. Because you're starting off on like I a would, long distance foundation. I always say this, man. If you can if you can ultimately find somebody that you are willing to give that much of your time, because long distance does require a certain level of time commitment. And then on the on the flip side, you understand enough about the person, whereas a phone call, a Skype or something of that nature at least gives you like a real sense of uh, camaraderie because I think building is the key. So even if you're in long distance, it's just hard to build because you're not in person consistently. Right. So all those communi- all the communication that you're doing is building towards something. Right. And I think it might be even easier to build towards that person being main bay if they are long distance. But sometimes it's not because you want that in-person interaction. But- but then on top of that, it's like, oh, go sorry. No, go for it. Go for it. No, I'm just saying on top of that, it's just kind of like you build a certain rapport with them through the way that you communicate, right? But then when you're in Absolutely. person with each other, you have to make sure that you guys are gel in that way, you know? And and learning each other in, in real physicality. I'm not talking about like sex, just like, just like body language and everything, like how they do things, how they express themselves and... I don't know. It just it's, it seems really hard. Like, would you ever get into a long distance situation? I've been at in this long, point. Well, I've been in a long distance situation. I know, but I mean, so I, I'll again? say no. I'll say this much. I think long distance can work if you actually, if you both are on the same page effort wise. Absolutely, but you both have to have the same level of commitment towards setting priorities and setting times with one another to. To become more serious. Because if one person doesn't feel like you're putting in the effort, then it's over. It's a wrap. It's all about effort. Okay, so let me ask you this. When in a long distance situation, once you are actually with that person in the same room, do you feel like you learn things about them that you didn't like or you know it's like you have this idea of this person in your head based off of the conversations that you're having and the connection that you have and then they do something in real life when you guys are together that makes you kind of wonder about them or it's like oh i didn't know this thing about you and it's like i no, feel no nope. because i talk too much i talk too much i ask i ask too many questions to be in that predicament I want to know as much about somebody as I can so we can move to the next stage. And I don't want any of it to be a shock. Let me ask you this, because this is what always kind of perplexes me about LDRs. Um, at some point, someone's going to have to move, right? Uh-huh. So do you or would you suggest that for anyone who's in a long distance situation, relationship or whatever, that's trying to become serious with this person that they have that conversation of moving early on because you don't want to find out that you've invested two years into an actual long distance relationship and then you realize someone doesn't really have an intention of moving because of their job or what they got going on and then you are the same way hoping that they would be the person to meet you where you are is that something that you should discuss ahead of time absolutely so that you know where you guys stand like should you guys have a plan like okay look if we're gonna get together then we need to 
decide within six to eight months what's going to happen, who's going to live where, that sort of thing. Really? I think that's like having that's like having a whole prenuptial conversation before getting married. It's like I think, but it's it's (laughs) it's important preparing for the worst in the way kind of thing. It's important to address and understand where that person's priorities, loyalties, and etc. lie. So again, if you guys aren't on the same page, the effort's not there. The person's not making you feel like they want what you do. You can't can't fake it. Leave. But put your put yourself in a position by asking the proper questions to get the other side of it to just know. Okay, if I'm in this scenario, you're mm-hmm. gonna react this way. If I'm in that scenario, you're gonna act this way. Period. I just always feel like whoever is the person that moves is going to be the person that kind of feels like they put more into the relationship off bat. You know? It's like you guys have been putting equal amount of effort into the relationship, calling each other, communicating, visiting each other. And now one person moves and all of a sudden it's shifted. And this person is like, I've done this huge weighty thing to keep us together and now you need to match that in some sort of way while we're together now so uh, those are situations where people evolve and when people do evolve and their thoughts change and etc as a partner you have to be able to recognize that and at least try to talk through their evolution with them mm-hmm. that's important and a lot of times both sides guy or girl they're just afraid to do that for whatever reason what communicate? In a in an overt, like fully transparent way. Mm-hmm. Just letting somebody know exactly what the fuck it is. My two cents. I think that, I think that transparency. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that transparency is the the main ingredient when it comes to a successful relationship. Um, I, I believe that that in itself and open communication is the only thing you actually need to continue to have like a successful relationship. And it kind of prevents a lot of problems that people have. Uh, there is definitely more that goes into keeping a, and maintaining a successful relationship, but, but I'll save that for another but, day. But transparency and communication are the building blocks to lead to that. Like if you have that, a lot of things get eliminated. But, um, um, I said all, all, all that to say that, uh, yeah, we have these five positions, and yeah, we have the sixth position, but essentially, the only way you're going to win is if you can find all of those qualities into one person. And that's the best team you could ever have, honestly. Wow. I love that conclusion. That is the best team. And I think that's the team that everyone's really looking for. That's where she went off script from being a guy. And now she's back to I turned into a girl. Being... I'm back. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I'm proud of you. Thank I'm you. Proud. Thank you. That was amazing. I'm a hybrid. That was a great soliloquy. <laughs> amazing. So, yeah. I guess that's it for this week. Guys, there goes our jingle. I know you hear it. Loving me. Okay, very I good. hope you edit it so that I'm on point oh, with the song. Can you do that for me, please? Uh, Look go, what you could do, go find, go find us on Instagram. Go find us on SoundCloud. Go find us on iTunes. All uh, at Goodnight Harlem. 
Um, peace out and have a great night, everybody. Good night. We love y'all.